Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Sorta Stupid Sports Podcast. Uh, we're really happy to be here. This is a group of five friends we got here uh, coming around this mic at our living room table to talk about sports of all sorts. Uh, we call ourselves the Sorta Stupid Sports Podcast because none of us have credentials. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't know what we're talking about, but we enjoy talking about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to introduce ourselves first, tell you a little bit about who we are, what we do, what our favorite teams are, whatever we want to talk about, really. And then we're going to dig into our format, talk about the different topics we've got, and then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get rolling. So I'll start off. I'm kind of sort of your host. I'm keeping this crew of people in check, um, making sure that things stay on topic, stay on time. My name is Matthew Shiflett, and I am a Steelers fan. Uh, I mostly watch the NFL. Uh, yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Um, but I, you know, I also I also watch some esports. If you want to call those sports, the guys can debate on that if they want. No, I'll, I'll, there's. I'll, I'll, <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. Hey. All I'm saying is maybe maybe I get maybe I get like a five minute segment at some point. It's called like my esports corner. I'll allow it. <laughs> anyway, no longer than five. No longer than five. Because we got actually sports though. Yeah, we got things to get through. Yeah. We got things to get through. Yeah, anyway, right. so yeah, I'm Matt Shifflett, and uh, yeah, who's next? Uh, we're going my way. So I'm Noah McCune. Um, my favorite teams are the Cincinnati Reds, the Cleveland Browns, because I like to hop around Ohio, and uh, more of a college man, so I like I like the Ohio State University. As far as NBA goes, I don't really have a team that I follow. I, I'm more of a player follower. That's, Who do you like to follow? I like player. Steph. I like the Greek freak because I'm not gonna try and pronounce his name Giannis on a podcast. Okay, well, you can show off all you want. Giannis, you got right. Yeah, and Giannis is hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, just stuff like that. And then Blaine. Oh, hey, uh, my name is Blaine Smith. Um, I'm a huge football guy, too. I started, you know, with Ohio State, and they are still my favorite football team of all time. But when it comes to the NFL, I guess you could call me a Bengals fan, but like, you know, they, they really suck at managing their organization and how they, you know, present to the fans. So if they don't fire Marvin Lewis by the end Gotta of the season. Gotta keep that tangent on the low, man. You know, I'm not going to be a Bengals fan. So this this is going to be a fun experience because I don't have uh, fandoms in baseball or basketball either. So. All right, I'm Troy Gant. Uh, I'm pretty big on all sports, really. I'm uh, Yankees fan in baseball. In the NFL, I am a Giants fan, and unlike Blaine, I will not leave my team for a poor season. We got real fans <laughs> over here. But, uh, you know, uh, the other guys don't like it so much, but in college, I am a Michigan Wolverines fan. What are you doing here? <laughs> that, that, How did we allow that? That's a curse word. And uh, in the NBA, uh, the Great Cavaliers. That's uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's my, that's my squad. It's uh, about it, about me. <laughs> Hello, my name is Darren Will, and like Troy, I like all sports. Basketball is my favorite sport, but uh, football would be the Baltimore Ravens. So we all represent the AFC North here, and then the random NFC East team. So, you know, a little, little diversity there. Little kind of. <laughs> um, baseball is your uh, champions, the 2018 World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. So, you know, love Boston. Basketball is also the Boston Celtics, so I'm a Boston fan besides football because I don't like Tom Brady. That's I think, fair. We, can, I think fair. we can all agree with we that. We all don't table. like Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, our introductions. So a couple of ground rules because this is the first episode of the podcast. I want you guys to know what you're getting yourselves into. 
So I guess ground rule number one is probably um, no politics, I think. We're going to keep politics on the down low. If there's like a political topic that comes up, like, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick kneeling or something, we'll talk about the topic, but we're not going to go off on tangents about what we think about it or whatever, because you guys, you can hear that wherever else you want. We just don't care anymore. Yeah, we don't care. So politics are no-go. The second kind of ground rule we've got is we're not going to yell at each other, talk over each other. Uh, You know, we're going to be respectful. This is a first take. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be respectful uh, for the most part, unless your opinion is just wrong. But we're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna get into shouting Blame. matches, so you don't have to worry about hey, eardrums being busted out. Uh, I think that's it for the ground rules. Is that did I miss yeah, anything? So far, yeah, yeah. I think so. And um, like you said, we're going to try to not talk over each other. This is our first attempt. Yeah. Think, so <laughs> yeah, we're also not great at shutting up sometimes. So you might just Blame. have to deal with that. Wow. All of our guys. <laughs> Everything is Blaine's fault. So it's alright. Mm. I guess. So this episode, uh, we're going to be focusing on the NFL today, just trying to keep it simple, one topic at a time, uh, since we're getting really into the nitty-gritty part of the end of the season. So we're going to start with this week's recaps, where we just recap the scores and some of the highlights of each game. Uh, So we're going to go kind of around the table and talk about the different games throughout the week. Uh, I think we're starting today with Troy, taking it away with the Chargers and Chiefs. Yeah, the uh, the last-second drive by Phillip Rivers, Chargers ended up winning 29-28. Uh, it was really just a grinded out football game. There wasn't really a lot of excitement besides that ending. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you know, there wasn't a lot of running, which was kind of one of my questions when it came to the Chiefs. You know, now that they don't have Kareem Hunt, yeah. And so I was wondering if the running game would affect their offense, but you know, they they pretty much look the same. I mean, when you have somebody that can run a four two, that definitely helps you out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Mahomes was 24 for 34, had 243 and two touchdowns. You know, pretty basic standard what we're accepting from him now. Yeah. <laughs> we just come to expect the best. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> it's weird that that's kind of a disappointment at this point. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like, you know, like, ah, I thought you'd do better than that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers did his usual thing, 26, 38, you know, 313, two touchdowns, including a game-winning drive, which I thought there were some questionable hits on Phillip Rivers. I don't know if you guys watched that game or not, but... Uh, basically, yeah, there wasn't, besides uh, throwing the ball, there wasn't much going on. So that's it for me. <laughs> Almost seems like a theme for this week. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. games, like, I mean, that was, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say the Chargers and Chiefs was exciting because it was close, but, like, they were, they're all really grinded out games. Yeah, yeah there, were, there wasn't a lot of blowouts, really. In the big well, yeah, game in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll say, I will say, who's the better team in the AFC West now? I mean, the Chargers. Chargers, you know, the Chargers do have that seed, and the Chargers played a more sloppy game. I mean, without Kareem Hunt, I think the Chiefs are are, yeah. are kind of dropping I, off. I think it's the Chargers because they have a better defense. I would agree, and I think oh yeah, so they got more experience that. on that team as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think all around, I think the uh, Chargers are the better team in the NFC West. And Toshi, the Chiefs actually do something in the playoffs, even though it's a different quarterback. I mean, still same coach and everything. I'm not just going. Give them like the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Losing Kareem Hunt was a big hit for him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Next. So uh, I have the Texans and Jets the other Saturday. That was the first Saturday game. And uh, so basically, this game was pretty much DeAndre Hopkins. What a stud of a wide receiver he is. The second youngest person to 500 receptions. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is the youngest. So uh, wow. Larry reached it three months ahead of. DeAndre Hawkins. So, it's not even close. Yeah. Wow. DeAndre <laughs> Hawkins had 10 receptions, 170 yards, two touchdowns. 
And uh, he did really well for my fantasy team, so shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's his third 150-yard game this season. And there's something else, uh, Deshaun Watson's been sacked 52 times this year. Which That's a lot. Is That's a, lot. a big number. That is That's a, a big yes. number. Mm. And, I mean, the Jets, they played a good game. But, in the end, the better team won. So Which was? The Texans. And the score was? 29-22. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Yeah, okay, we're, 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 we're getting used to it. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on? Then? Yeah, we're going to you, I think. All right, so we're going to my team, except, I mean, not at Cleveland. It was the Browns versus the Broncos, and it was a 17-16 to win by the Browns. Uh, in this game, Baker Mayfield, he didn't wake up as dangerous, but dangerous enough. <laughs> he went 18-31 of for 188 yards between six different receivers and two touchdowns with only one interception. Uh... Chubb had 20 carries for exactly 100 yards, including a big 40-yard run late in the game to, I won't say seal the game, because then they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Um, but it, it helped keep the Broncos further away from their end zone, so it was a pretty big uh, gain. Case Keenum threw 48 times with 31 completions for 257 yards and two interceptions, but he did run for a touchdown. So... He had a game. Uh, <laughs> Philip Lindsay was held to 24 yards on 14 Jeez. carries. That hurt my fantasy. That's tough. That's this this Browns defense is oh, is looking good. It's getting ready for next yeah. year because I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, also, I as much as it pains me to talk about this, Jabril Peppers had a pretty probably his best NFL game Great to date. <laughs> Took him like three years, but yeah. <laughs> he had he had one good interception in the end zone that he covered a lot of ground on and really helped keep the Browns in this game. And he had the game ceiling sack where the Red Sea just split right open for him to run right at Case Keenum. Oh, and also I have on here that the Browns made a forty yard field goal. <laughs> so that's Whoa. that's an improvement. Whoa! Over the right beginning of the year, yeah. Not Without bad. that, we would have yeah. lost. Yeah, not bad at all. Like the first two games where we lost because of field goals. Where you could be in the playoffs right now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on, we're going to stay in the AFC North versus the AFC West. We're going to talk about the Bengals playing the Raiders. So the final score, uh, it was in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati won at 30-16. to 16. Um, Some notable things about this game. Boyd is the first wide receiver, um, not named A.J. Green, to hit 1,000 yards for the Bengals since 2009. Mixon, you know, that makes wow. sense. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Mixon is still a stud. This is his second 100-yard rushing game in a row where he had um, – he was on 27 attempts for 129 yards. And that's – I mean, he had two touchdowns, I do believe, too. Now, I do think, however, Jeff Driscoll looked really, really bad. He was missing wide-open throws, like, over the middle. Well, I mean, I mean. Of course. I mean, he is a backup, but, like, he was missing wide-open deep throws. And, like – Passing really wasn't any good this game at all because Derek Carr's passes looked really, really, really sloppy. And, I mean, I don't know. Jeff Driscoll ended the game with 42% completion, one touchdown, and one interception. That's terrible. That is really, really, really <laughs> bad. I actually wonder if, like, you think Derek Carr is kind of like a one-season wonder? Had, like, no, that was Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I know, but, like, on the other side there, Derek Carr hasn't had a really great year since that. I mean, he's I'll been say playing. he hasn't earned the money. No, not no, yet. he hasn't. I'll no. agree with you on that. I don't know. But, yeah. He also has lost a lot of weapons. Very true. Defensively true. and offensively. Yeah. I will say, though, Derek Carr is 
299 pass attempts without an interception, which is pretty good. That's pretty impressive. Well, is that probably the longest streak? It is. Yes, no, well, Rodgers Rogers. Rogers. Rogers just snapped it. And I'll, say, I'll say, it takes skill to earn that much money. <laughs> like yeah. for, somebody, for somebody to want to pay you that money, you have to have at least some bit of skill. There's got to be so, something there. Hopefully they Think about the receiving core like, this year compared to what it I mean, was even got, last year. His receiving core is Jared Cook. I mean, Jordy Nelson hasn't been playing. I don't think he well. wants to play for the Raiders anyway. He doesn't. I think he's out after it. this next yeah. season. But Makes sense. in a game where, as a Bengals fan, you kind of wanted them to lose so that they could get a better pick, and then they go and win it, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, come on. I, I mean, I think uh, your coach is just fighting for his job, so he has to he win is, to prove it, that he can. It, it sucks, but it is what it is. But I mean, yeah. he has 10 years. Is he really fighting for his job? That well, much? fair. They can fire him at any time. Huge contract, hundred million dollars, and then hire years. Hugh. You already got him there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about Marvin, not. Uh, yeah. I mean, Marvin Lewis has a lot to prove him. to win. I feel like at this yeah. point, they're not gonna they're not gonna fire John Gruden after one no, year. Hey, no, Gruden's got a plan. Yeah. Gruden does have a plan. We're even we'll in a couple years. He's got three first round picks. So yeah. Right. I mean, as long as he's not like the Browns of old and screw up first round picks. It's like John Gruden's plan. Not anymore, baby. Not anymore. Trade away everybody you love for all the picks. All right, so moving on to the next game, we've got the Falcons beating the Cardinals forty to fourteen. This is one of the few blowout games of the week we had, um, and it really was a blowout. The Falcons just never let off the gas. They went into the last three minutes of the game being up forty to seven, and then finally the Cardinals managed to score a uh, garbage time touchdown. I guess didn't really mean a whole lot. Uh, the standout player that I kind of want to point out here is Tevin Coleman. He ended up with 11 carries for 145 yards and a touchdown. That is a 13.2 yard per carry average. Jeez. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty like good we're, I can do it. That's a number. I mean, I'd take 13. It's like we're in college. <laughs> yeah. You know? that's, like, that's a college stat. Sometimes. Or the, a Madden stat. The Cardinals defense just looked absolutely horrendous. It yeah. did. All game. Like the Cardinals defense. <laughs> yep. As it should. That's all I got to say about that one. <laughs> All right, I had the uh, Packers and Bears game. The Bears ended up winning twenty-four to seventeen, just like the other games, real grinded out, you know. But these teams are, you know, very, very fierce rivals, so you can kind of expect that game. You know, struggling offenses. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had zero touchdowns, which was pretty surprising to me. But he did have two hundred seventy-four yards, which Not isn't bad. too terrible of a game. Yeah. But uh, you know, another, another. Another game where nothing was really going in the running game, you know. And, uh, but uh, Trubisky actually had 235 and two touchdowns, which isn't terrible for him. I mean, he's – I think there's weeks where you can see what they see in him. So, I mean, I I don't know if he's going to turn it around one of these times or not. But uh, I just think their coach knows what he has and knows how to work with it. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. – it, it just seems like – and Chicago's running game was a running game that was kind of working at the beginning of the season. It seems like it's, it's really just off. halted. Although, Jordan I, Howard hasn't done I thought Jordan Howard season. had a good game, did he not? Uh, he had 60 yards and a touchdown. It's not bad. It isn't terrible. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just another day at the office. Right, I, I, guess we get, I guess we get kind of lost with how great some of these people. I mean, you know, Saquon Barkley's yeah. having 135 and two right. touchdowns every week. So, you know, I guess the good old 60 yards and a TD gets lost. I mean, that, I mean, that's pretty good. Well, and yeah. off of that win, the Bears do clinch a playoff spot, so yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, they clinched their first yeah. division since 2010. Yeah, and Khalil Mack got a sack without his hands, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what just fell backwards on Aaron Rodgers and still got a sack? So. What did <laughs> that man do? Fun fact about the uh, 
Bears clinching the playoffs. That's the first time, or clinching a playoff berth. That's the first time they made it to the playoffs since 2010, since they clinched it. Yeah. But Matt Nagy, coach of the year. I I I don't see who else. I mean, yeah. I you could say Andy Reid. You yeah. could say Sean McVay. Sean McVay, but he's kind of fallen off these Greg past Lee. few weeks. He has. Greg Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, coach of the year. I mean, I mean the, the coach head coach. Oh yeah, Frank Reich. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. doing pretty good. Fair. With he's have. turned that team around mid-season. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's gonna be an interesting one. I mean, like you said, we just gave you several names there that I really wouldn't be upset if any of those guys won it. So I yeah. Feel. So I had the uh, Ravens and Buccaneers, and I thought it was a little closer than I would like it to be, but it was twenty to twelve, and the Ravens got back in the win column after that little one-game losing streak they had. And uh, they had 242 rushing yards. They are the first team since 1976, the Steelers, to have 190 plus yards in five straight games. Jeez, so wow. Lamar Jackson wow. rushing really, yards. yeah, has really opened up that rushing attack for them. Now this I found really impressive. Gus Edwards, their rookie running back, has 100 straight carries without losing a yard. That's wow, impressive. that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. Streak. Yeah, and their defense. The best defense in the league, points-wise, is only allowing 18.5 points in the NFL. That's crazy. I'm sure the Bears are probably close to it, too, but for now. Ravens are turning it up. The the Ravens might be a scary team if they make the playoffs. I don't think anyone wants to play them in the playoffs. they got to make it, but yeah, they have the run game, special teams, and defense. Yeah, I mean, defense, especially in the playoffs. I mean, that's when defense Cold weather and everything, yeah. I mean, the only thing that they need to start, you know, doing is trying to figure out how to pass the ball. It, Which Lamar's improving every game, but I mean, right now they have a formula that works and they're winning. So I mean, yeah, yeah, some weapons have to step up too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Michael Crabtree's kind of been a disappointment this year. <laughs> he lost. Wow. <laughs> I'm saying he lost the game Come against the Browns. He dropped the touchdown <laughs> pass, but you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. All right, so now we're going to be heading over to Indy, where the Cowboys played the Colts, and you want to talk about defense? This was a shutout victory for the Colts, Which, twenty-three to zero. You never hear defense and Colts in the same sentence. It's been a while. <laughs> the Colts defense is kind of looking it's, it's good. It's they're, getting better. They're yeah. stepping up. They look good. So uh, in this game, Dak Prescott he uh, he had three. He threw for thirty-nine times, had twenty-four completions for two hundred and six yards and a pick. Ezekiel Elliott only had eighteen carries, and I know that's still. It sounds like a lot, but not when you're Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, like, you that's him. Yeah, I mean you, you gotta you gotta give it to him as many times as possible. Um, he he had 18 carries for 87 yards and seven catches for 41 yards. And I realize you're getting him the ball through the air as well, but I mean he's he's a running back. We'll be talking about that later on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. Um, another surprising stat: the Cowboys' defense had zero sacks. Jeez. On the Colts' yeah. offensive line, Ooh, they have a that's the, incredible. Offensive line's getting a lot better. The this Colts <laughs> have an offensive line now. <laughs> <laughs> and they have Andrew Luck in the backfield. That's scary. I'm sure the Giants would like to have an offensive line. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and something else that's pretty surprising, Andrew Luck only had 192 yards and no touchdowns. And again, we say only 192 yards, but that's a that's a fairly so, low passing uh, passing yards for this league, this offensive league right now. Yeah. But Marlon Mack had 27 carries for 139 yards and two touchdowns. So he carried the load for the team there. And uh, T.Y. had eight catches for 85 yards. Another game where he almost runs the length of the field and still doesn't get in the end zone, but they'll take it where they can get it. 
Um, but the real story for the Colts' defense is their rookies. Darius Leonard is an absolute monster. He had 11 total tackles. Tyquan Lewis, who has apparently just decided to play football, had his first two sacks of the, of the season. And George Odom had a game-clinching pick, a diving interception off a tip pass, which was a pretty impressive play. So I think the Colts are looking scary. They still need to make the wild card, but I can absolutely see that happening the way they're playing right now. Moving on, we have your um, Sunday night game in the Rams versus the Eagles. This game was played in L.A., and Philly upset the 11-2 uh, at the time L.A. Rams. They beat them 30-23 to with backup Nick Foles under center. Now, the Eagles utilized a triple-headed backfield, or triple-headed backfield threat with uh, Adam Sproles and Smallwood. Smallwood having 48 yards and two touchdowns. Sproles having 38 yards on the ground and Adams having 28 yards. So like not much, but it was 106 rushing total rushing yards with three rushing touchdowns. How many running backs have the Eagles had this year? Too many. Too five, many. I think. Four, five. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, now Gurley, speaking of running backs, had an all right night. Like he had a great night in the receiving game. Yeah, and he had fantasy points. He did, but rushing he only had 48 yards on 12 attempts. He had two rushing touchdowns, which is pretty good. But, I mean, here's a fun stat line I picked out. In games where Todd Gurley has 15-plus carries, the Rams are 20-2. and two. And in games where Gurley has less than 15 carries, the Rams are 2-5. and five. Hmm. Um, That's a bad look. He, he did get dinged up this game, He though. did. I will give him that. He's kind of injured right now. But keeping on with fun stat lines, uh, Jared Goff threw 35 or, or completed 35 passes on 53 attempts, uh, zero touchdowns and an interception, making him in the last two weeks in this two-week game slide 55 for 97, 519 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and five interceptions. Ooh. Solid. So yes. Peterman would be proud. <laughs> Peterman would be proud. He also, speaking of our fun segment called the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week. We'll uh, get to that in a minute. We will. But... Um, Goff had this beautiful, beautiful trip fumble, fumble recovery. Interception. Inter I don't like that they call it an interception. It was, but he threw it. Did he throw it? I yeah. thought it just fell out. No, he I don't know. It. You know. But it was the most beautiful play I've seen in a while. Note, best stat of the week, Johnny Hecker, 0 for 1 passing. Aww. <sighs> Hashtag not for the brand. Yeah. I think the Rams Please don't sue us. really miss <laughs> Cooper Cup. They Cooper do. Cup is... That's been hurt underrated, yeah. They also got dominated um, offensively, of course, because, you know, their defense was out there most of all. And Eagles, here's another fun stat line. This this game is fun, full of fun stat lines. The Eagles dominated time of possession. I couldn't give you the number or, like, the, the actual time that they had possession of the ball, but they dominated time of possession. And the Eagles are now 7-3 and three when dominating time of possession. Hmm. So they're very much a time of possession team, grind it out. I don't know. Foles MVP? MVP? No. Anyone? No. No one? Moving on. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's start. He's got another few games to do. So we're heading to another game with some interesting stat lines, but for all the wrong reasons. We have the Redskins beating the Jags 16-13, to 13, where the 13 points from the Jags, none of them came from the offense. Uh, so, yeah. D.D. Westbrook scored the Jags' only touchdown of the day off a absolutely beautiful 74-yard punt return uh, to close out the first half. Um, 
it was it was just rough for them. Kessler had a terrible day passing under center. He managed to lead the Jags in rushing yards, though. Uh, yeah, he went 9 for 17, 57 yards, and an interception Ooh. passing. But compared to his 57 passing yards, he had 68 rushing yards off of six attempts, giving him an 11.3 yard per carry Solid. average. Solid. Solid. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fournette. Did Fournette just not play in that game? Just didn't. He didn't. Rush. Didn't show up. Cody yeah. Kessler better than Cam Newton? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> at a point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, after you subtract the yards lost to sacks, the Jags ended up with under 200 yards of net offense, and then Washington ended up closing out the otherwise lackluster game with uh, some, I guess, last-minute excitement. They kicked a 36-yard walk-off field goal to win the game. It was just a sad attempt by both teams, and it's a good thing we won't be seeing much more of them. Is all I'm gonna say. Skins could still make the playoffs. They, they could, could somehow, theoretically. Gosh, put, how did that happen? Like put an asterisk on that because they not started out. Happen. They started out really good. They were like six and two or something, and then everything happened. I mean, to the quarterbacks. Yeah. I would say the division's yeah. wide open with the loss to with the Vikings loss or not the Vikings, the Cowboys loss. I mean, what? How, how many wins did the Giants have? They have five, right? Five. It's, yeah, we're yeah, out. five and nine <laughs> Giants, seven and seven for Redskins and Eagles. Cowboys are eight and six. So I mean, it's a wide open division of, as if the, Cowboys, the Giants needed the Eagles to lose out. They yeah, yeah. So. they're the only division that ha- doesn't have a clinched spot yet. This, not the, true. The AFC East see, doesn't well, either. Was well, the, the AFC didn't. North? No, no I, no, I meant for the NFC. Uh, I was gonna say yes. I don't uh, think the AFC North does either. Well, the yeah. NFC is that division the only one that has a clinched spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I worked up The, a- the <laughs> NFC is pretty 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 clear cut no except for that one. No one's clinched in the AFC yet. Well, I mean the Chargers and Chiefs clinched playoff spots, but not. Yeah, they're yeah. not they, they haven't clinched yeah. their yeah. division yet. And I get the luxury <laughs> yeah. of talking about the Giants getting shut out this weekend <laughs> by the Titans 17 to zip. It's kind of a weird little opposite thing going on here. The Giants could throw the ball. The Titans couldn't throw the ball. The Titans could run the ball, but the Giants could not. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, interesting. You know, Mariota was only 12 for 20 with only 88 yards and no touchdowns. Not a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry was actually one for one with six yards. Hey, solid. (laughs) Derrick Henry. But, uh, of course, Derrick Henry did exactly what Derrick Henry does, apparently, now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just all of a sudden. 33 carries for 170 yards uh, and two touchdowns, which is... That's uh, their formula. A lot of carries. 5.2 carry average. I mean, I'll take that on 33 carries. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's first down every other play. (laughs) If he would have done that, like, in the season. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... Eli didn't look too terrible. <laughs> uh, was 21 for 44, 229. No touchdowns, unfortunately. You know, the zero score. And, uh, did have one pick. And uh, the most surprising thing was Saquon Barkley with 14 carries and only 31 yards. Jeez. Wow. Which was very surprising to me. Fun fact for the running game, uh, Riley Dixon, the Giants punter, was actually the number two rusher. <laughs> nice. Off of a fake punt. He had 14 yards on one carry. What a so, man. Uh, yeah. But Eli, uh... You know, he didn't have the great stat line that you're looking for, but it was it was nice to see him. He spread the ball around. I mean, he hit seven different people, uh, which is Hey, he's good. coming back. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, hopefully the Giants can get him an offensive line and, you know, we can stop with the Eli Manning slander. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh, Titans do their uh, Remember the Titans? Yeah, that was, I did like that. It, it made me a little upset because, you know, I'm a Giants fan, but well, it was just like I had to respect. Yeah, it a <laughs> fantastic film. 
So I have the Seahawks and 49ers, and for me this was the surprising outcome of the week when the 49ers beat the Seahawks. It was 26-23. to 23. Um, Chris Carson for the Seahawks had a good game with 119 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Doug Baldwin had two touchdown receptions. And there wasn't really much that happened in this game besides they won the overtime and the 49ers won. Uh, but Richard Sherman got a victory against his old team, so that probably felt good for him. Yeah. And that's, that's all I got about that game. It's just a shock. Like, I, I don't think anyone saw this one coming at all. No, but every year the Seahawks, much like Ohio State does, drops a stupid game that they shouldn't. Yeah, but at least they didn't drop this one by 20 to 30 points. I don't think, like, the 49ers are... Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I think the 49ers are on a terrible team, but they shouldn't have won this game. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, let's go ahead and move over to Minnesota, where it's freezing cold, and apparently the Miamians didn't feel very comfortable there. I mean, they're playing indoors, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that helped. It was a dome. It helped them to score 17 points, but didn't help them when the Vikings scored 41. Yeah. So Ryan Tannehill was at the game. He, <laughs> That's all. <laughs> he showed up and was sacked nine times. Oh. And had a 4.0 QBR. So Dang. That's pretty wow. good. It's, yeah. it's solid. It's a solid performance. He could probably play for the Jets. If a, if a QBR is like a GPA, then yeah. it's pretty good. So <laughs> does anyone here know who... Callen, I don't know how to say his name. Ballage? Ballage? Yeah, Ballage? He's a, I just know he's a rookie. Callen Ballage. He had 12 carries for 123 yards leading the Dolphins because I believe Frank Gore went out with an injury. How many running backs do they have? Three. They got that one. Ken, oh, Ken, 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 Ken and Drake. What happened to Ken and Drake? I don't know. It was not his game, apparently. It was, Hasn't uh, been a season, really. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he had the out. Miami Miracle. Yeah, that's true. That's all that matters for them. Yeah. That, I think they were hung over from that game. Uh... <laughs> Their first score came off a Fitzpatrick pick six. Uh, I'm sorry, Fitzmagic pick six. I apologize. He's got it trademarked. No, He's got it trademarked. Look, I'm just saying. No, I don't follow these rules. Are you rules. talking about like, <laughs> Minka? Yeah. yeah. Minka Fitzmagic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he actually has that we, trademark. We call him Fitzpatrick he, here because he hasn't earned the name of Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay. I mean, I just thought I'd throw it out. Ryan is the only Fitzmagic. Uh, anyway. Free Ryan Fitzmagic. Hey, <laughs> 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 I feel like if Magic was on the Jags, they would be a playoff contender. No, because right the Jags have their wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> but the Jags don't have any wide receivers. They're terrible. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> um, Cook had 19 carries for 136 yards and two touchdowns. So it looks like he's back to his yeah, normal form. Um. The Vikings' defense had two different players had to have two sacks, which is pretty impressive. But when you get nine sacks, it seems like someone's going to have to double <laughs> up at some point. Um, at one point, the Vikings were up 21 nothing, then allowed 17 unanswered after the half. Jeez. Well, they, it was, they scored 10, and then after the half, they scored again on a big run. And then they didn't score again, and the Vikings scored 20 more points. So, wow. Yeah. That's Look, how that went. Looking a little better than their Monday Night Football game. Yeah, the yeah, Vikings yeah. are still holding on to that playoff spot. Um, just so weird how after playing playing the Seahawks so poorly, and the Seahawks lose to the 49ers, and the, the Vikings just demolish a high on their own miracle Dolphins team. It's just 
NFL, man. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. stuff. <laughs> Speaking of Monday night games, we're moving from last week's to this week's with the Saints versus the Panthers in New Orleans. Now, it was a crazy game. The score was insane. It was 12-9. to 9. It was boring. Yeah, yeah, um, was there was only one passing touchdown, not by a quarterback. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey on That's a right. beautiful halfback pass, what might I say. What can't that man do? Well, there was no <laughs> one around him. So. He literally, it was a 50-yard pass. They all, like the Saints defense, fully expected run. Christian McCaffrey runs out to the right and just lobs it to, oh crap, I can't remember the receiver's name, but he ran all the way to it for the end zone. Speaking of throwing and the Panthers, Newton is still injured, if we haven't noticed. His throwing motion is terrible. He looks awful. He can't complete passes more than, what, 20, 30 yards down the field? He just, he looks bad, and I think they need to pull him. I think they need to, like... Get him out of there, and he needs to get that shoulder rechecked. Well, their playoff changes are pretty much they're, 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 they're dwindling. They've yeah. they've slid six. Uh, they've lost six straight, so it's not a good. No. Um, well, see, I want to keep blaming it on the shoulder, but it's like he's had games where it just seemed like it, this guy yeah. was absolutely like, untouchable. That's true. Like, he then, like, well, yeah, he did, and then like that's been the biggest story of these this six game slide is the shoulder and how bad it looks. Now, on the flip side, Breeze's passes, while he didn't throw a touchdown, they looked beautiful. Now, Breeze, <laughs> that, that's all I got to say. Like, Breeze is, Breeze is phenomenal. He's looking good. He didn't have his best game, technically two picks, but one was on a two-point that the Panthers ran back, which it was a beautiful play by the Panthers, might I say. But overall, like, Drew Breeze had an all right day. I think the best play of the game, however, for me, was... Cam Newton dropped back the pass, went to throw it to the end zone, throw it to Devin Funches, and Eli Apple right over him, picked it off. No, it, it was, was thrown by Eli Apple. Yeah. It was it a was, was, throw. It was. It was, it was but, beautiful. Yeah, that was I mean, it's pretty just, sad when Devin Funches is your number one wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Go Bucks. You, look at that, you look at that game, and you can see Drew Brees making really good passes, but... The Carolina, the, the Carolina defense sure. played so well. They did. They they were breaking up passes. That's how he threw that first interception. It was a tipped interception. Yeah, because yeah. the defense was all over their wide receivers all night. And I mean, if you look at some of the throws, I noticed this. Every time he would hit him right in the hands, and it would fall out. So a majority of his drops were, you know, drops, not incompletions. It was it was a it was a beautiful game to watch Drew Brees pass. I mean that game was kind of surprising to me. Like if you would have told me that that was going to be a big defensive contest before the week, I would have not From believed the you. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, like, I mean, I mean, those have been pretty much two of the biggest offenses right now. I mean, you know, not passing wise for the Panthers, but Christian McCaffrey's getting like yeah. 180 yards and three touchdowns a game. You know, so I, I was very surprised to see that be so low scoring. I believe like the last five games, the Saints have allowed 10 points a game. That's insane. That's impressive. That's wow. Impressive. Sure, their defense is coming at the right time. Well, because the thing is, you know, somebody's like, ah, oh, you know, great defenses. You know, the Saints isn't exactly the first one to come to right, mind. Right. But yeah. they're, they're yeah. sneaky. You know, they're like yeah. sneaking up there. Remember when they let uh, the real Fitz Magic throw for what? Like Almost 400 yards? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was. They cool. dropped 48 yeah. points. It's like 48 40 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's in the past now because the Bucks yeah. are irrelevant. And you want to talk yeah. about another defense that only allowed 10 points a game? Oh, <laughs> We're going to my boys. The Steelers beat the Patriots at Heinz Field, 17 somehow. to 10. Yeah, somehow. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I honestly have no idea how we did this and pulled it off. But yeah, penalties actually. That's how we did it. Penalties played a big, big role in this game. 
So the Patriots rap, racked up 14 penalties for 106 yards. Uh, Steelers only had four penalties. They must have cheated. That's so backwards. Now, now here's the thing. This yeah. is only the second time since 2004 that the Patriots have had more than 12 penalties in a game. Bill Belichick must have been fuming because it was so just disorganized on the side of the Patriots. Um, offensively, both QBs threw some nasty picks from Ben. I wasn't surprised. That's what Ben <laughs> does. That's what Ben does best is just throw dumb picks. Uh, but Brady's fourth quarter lob was really out of character. It was a terrible pass. Just no idea why he threw it. Um, but yeah, nah, it's the way the game goes. Standout player, definitely Steelers running back, Jalen Samuels. I Ew. guess, yeah, I guess he's our third string if you consider Connor the second string, if you consider Bell the starter, which nah, we don't. We, not anymore. <laughs> going into the season, he was going to be the third stringer. But anyway, yeah, he steps in for an injured James Connor, goes 19 carries, 142 yards. No touchdowns, but 142 yards against any team. The Patriots aren't bad. I mean, yeah, it was it was a it was a good game for him. They don't have a great D line. No, but, but he well, was also coming off of what like not playing the game. <laughs> so well, something that's hilarious to me that. is that the Patriots are nine and five, leading their division by two games, and they're on a two game losing streak. And there are Patriots fans just flipping out <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, at a nine and five season, yeah, right now, how, leading how, your division by two games. How spoiled <laughs> you must be! Like, I mean, and that just really just—I mean, you know—as a Browns I mean, fan, I wish I had that problem. Yeah, <laughs> Boston sports fans take it really. Straight. That just shows <laughs> the domination that they have had. Yeah. Yeah. This will be the <laughs> first time they haven't won twelve games since two thousand nine. Wow, wow, nutty, <laughs> it's insane. All right, so. That's all the recaps we've got from last week. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about our upset of the upcoming week. Um, just what's the what's the game that we think is going to be an upset? I guess last week, if we had to pick, it would have probably been you know, that 49ers game over the Seahawks was a big upset. So this week, we're going to go around the table. What is everybody's upset for the upcoming week? And we'll start with Noah. Well, I have the Eagles over the Texans, which I think is a fairly safe pick, to be completely honest. The Not a Eagles, huge upset, but an upset. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles are on on the up and up with Nick Foles coming in, obviously. <laughs> the much better quarterback. Ooh. Um, leaving Carson out, throwing out. want to beat the Rams. No, no, no. Disclaimer, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, the Eagles have really been stepping it up as of late, knowing that their playoff hopes are dying, which is crazy to think that the Super Bowl champs are have their hopes dying in any sort but they're going up against a Texans team that came in sleep mode against the Jets and just I mean they won the game but they didn't win it very prettily it was it was a fairly ugly game for the Texans they had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins which kept them in that game and everyone else was just kind of there so if the Texans want to keep playing like that, coasting their way to their playoff, which they're in, then I think the Eagles have a good shot of going in there and getting a much-needed win. That's a good point. My upset pick of the week, and this was very, very criticized when I brought it up, but... (laughs) As it should be. (laughs) In my opinion, I think the Bills, even though, again, it is at New England, and New England's coming off a... Big loss. Two big losses. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Bills could go in to Foxborough. The way they've been playing, I mean, for me, I didn't expect them to win five games. I thought they wouldn't win a game. I, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> 
When the Ravens beat them 47-3, I was like, oh. I mean, if you want to talk about an upset, you're really stretching it here. That, so. is, well, that would be the well, biggest that would be upset. an upset, but my thing is, if you think that Psycho Tom is not going to come out, coming back <laughs> to Foxborough after dropping we two thought, in a row. I listen, mean, <laughs> you, thought that about, you thought that about this week in, in, <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they, it's also two away games. He's coming back home now. But they always have a good defense, too. The Bills have un- one of the underrated defenses in the NFL. Josh Allen just added Josh it. Allen is rushing pretty well, like not comparably to Lamar Jackson, but jo- uh, Josh Allen is playing pretty well. He's an adequate quarterback. He's he's, he's not adequate, <laughs> but he's rushing pretty well. I mean, he's he's an he improvement. Has, he has no one to throw it to, but yeah, fair. But I think, and this this is a stretch. Don't get me wrong, but you guys, if they win, I called it. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, however, the Whoa. the Patriots have won their last four meetings against the Bills. And quite honestly, that's a surprisingly low number. Yeah. <laughs> but they haven't played Josh Allen yet. Because I believe the first meeting was against... What? Nathan? Their, no. Derek Anderson, maybe? maybe. And they barely no, beat Taylor. the Bills. Who? That's true. <laughs> yeah. It could have been anyone. Yeah. Anybody Maybe, but Tyron Taylor or A.J. McCarron. The only two <laughs> I mean, listen, A.J. McCarron, <laughs> McCarron's my favorite. This, oh, yeah, this would be great. a historic upset you're predicting. Yeah. Because the all-time series is the Patriots 73-43-1. That's, that's, a, that's a split yeah. for an NFL-caliber yeah. team. There's 43 wins. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Calling it right now. Right. We'll, we'll you check, mark my words. We'll, Calling we'll it right now. We'll check back next week. Moving on. I cannot wait to laugh at you. Yeah, I get. I call this one to go over. Then I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess call me a home team guy, but my upset pick is the Giants over the Colts this week. Colts are looking real good. The Giants are actually coming in minus nine, which is a very big spread in the NFL. Gosh, that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, I think the Giants are a team that if. Eli can get a little bit of protection. I mean, we saw two weeks ago it's nothing for them to put 40 on a team, especially if you're not minding your P's and Q's. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the biggest thing is really just going to be keeping Darius Leonard out of the backfield because, I mean, he is just it's hard absolute. To do. <laughs> I mean, when you're a rookie and you get a nickname like the Beast, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, I think, you know, Odo Beckham Jr. is coming back, should be back. So, I mean, hopefully the offense, you know, I don't think you're going to hold Saquon Barkley to 33 yard, 34 or whatever it was too many times. Yeah, definitely not every <laughs> so, game. So, yeah, I think that's that's a plausible upset in my mind. I could see it. Yeah. A lot better than I see Blaine's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my upset is the Seahawks over the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, I don't get me wrong, they're a good team, but I still think without Kareem Hunt, there's just something missing there. And the Seahawks are at home, and they play fantastic at home. And I think they'll be able to run the ball well. I think they'll be able to control it. And Russell Wilson will make enough plays to knock off the Chiefs because I think they'll be a little angry they lost to the 49ers. So that would be my upset of the week. I think that's a pretty solid pick. It's I hard. It, it is, is so hard to go into Seattle and win. Yeah. I mean, Ask the Vikings. <laughs> look at And also look at when they played a really good defense last time against the Ravens. They almost lost. I mean, they yeah, that's true. So I mean, and the Seahawks, what were they? They're at least a top ten defense. They're like if, 10th, if I think, yeah. Like that. So Close like yeah. better than expected. They might struggle. This is supposed to be the rebuilding year, and they're the sixth seed right yeah, now. Yeah, they're oh, they're looking at playoffs. It was going to be the Bucks over the Cowboys, but I don't trust Jameis Winston in anything, so I couldn't I couldn't fully go with that pick. <laughs> that's 
Plus the Bucks are like one and six on the road. So oh. <laughs> yeah. not a great stat. No, no. First Fitz Magic Well, I mean if Fitz Magic is in the game at any time, you know, oh, you know. it's it's a dub. Yeah. Once it's again, free Fitz Magic. Point him on a better team. We want him back. <laughs> Give him back to us. <laughs> Alright, so my upset pick of the week is going to be the Ravens over the Chargers. Um, I think I'm the only one at the table here who's not, like, head over heels for the Chargers in one way or another. Um, I know that's dumb, and I really don't have an answer as to why. Like, it's like it's like people who go and, like, pick their March Madness picks based off the mascots or something. It's like, it's, it's people, not... Those people don't count. Yeah, but, like, like there's no reasoning <laughs> behind it. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, again, the Ravens are coming up. Uh, Action Jackson is playing really well. And uh, he's getting more comfortable every week. I think, as much as it pains me to say it, you know, because I'm a Steelers fan that has to watch out for these Ravens coming up, they look good. And I think they have an opportunity to, you know, maybe make some noise. This is his first test against a good defense, though. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. see. I, I was tempted to make that pick, but it's so hard to put anything up against this Chargers roster. They, though, they easily have the best roster in the NFL mm, when healthy. Chargers don't have a great home crowd, so they don't have that. a home crowd. They're, they're right. still moving. <laughs> uh, here, you know what? Uh, while we're freeing Fitzmagic, uh, can we get teams out of LA, please? Yeah, <laughs> I, not yeah. Las Vegas though. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, just let let the Raiders do whatever they want. <laughs> Let's just we don't need two teams in LA. Just bring it back to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. they'll Honestly, welcome them. Yeah. They'll welcome them. Okay. <laughs> will they though? I, I think they're pretty mad. But wherever you want to go, just I'm I'm it tired is, of saying LA. It is interesting though. Both LA teams after the switch have been doing really well. They oh have. yeah. So I mean, would you want to leave if you're a superstitious kind of guy? But it's just it's just so hard, you know. Yeah. Not you know. To me, it's like it's almost like the Chargers don't have a fan base. They literally don't. Well, you know, it's like when you think of the when you think of that L.A. stadium, you think of the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams. Yeah. Even though the Chargers are are great team too. Well, the Chargers yeah. don't have a stadium; they're playing yeah. on a soccer field. <laughs> it's like, like it's and the Rams are having like a five billion dollar stadium built, something like that. It's, it's nutty. ridiculous. I mean, nutty. they're they're obviously there because they're gonna make money, and yeah. I get that it's a business. Like I've I've made that argument in like other situations where it's you know what it's a business I get it, but gosh I we didn't need to. No. I get it's a big city, but we didn't need to. If anything, move the Raiders there. Yeah. yeah. Then you can get all your vintage L.A. Raiders gear, there and you then, you, you know, then you make money that way. <laughs> get the N.W.A. back. Uh, let's so we start the campaign for the Las Vegas Chargers. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna do like a three-way swap. Yeah, let's just move it around a little yeah. bit. Las Everybody Vegas. wins. It, it doesn't. It doesn't like their theme song doesn't fight or sound good though. The Las Vegas Superchart. You know, like I don't have a clue what you're talking I about. No I, they, they I literally know. I thought you'd have a fan base to have the I think we just moved them to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Not like North Dakota, man. There you yeah. go. I like that. Somewhere where no one That's what I'm saying. If we move them to Vegas, we can just put them in the desert, you know, at least they'll be <laughs> still technically Vegas. So. There you go. All right, moving on to, I think what's going to be my most favorite segment of, uh, of this podcast, the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week Award. So is there anyone who wants to talk about why we've named this the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week Award? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, basically, Nathan Peterman, you're the worst. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, respect and all respect you, but you're you're the worst. So we uh 
<laughs> yeah, he made his money. <laughs> but uh, you know, so showing love to you by naming you this by naming this segment after you. So uh, this is basically other people that we think might have been the worst of uh, this week. <laughs> and you know, it doesn't really be have, that they have a bad game or anything like that. But really, you just did something that we thought that uh, that Nathan would do. So, deserved, deserved recognition yeah. of some so, kind. So we'll have usually three nominees per week, and then we kind of go around and vote who we think deserves yeah. the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week, which is a really good honor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. the Razzies, but of, of sports. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, we give away one award on this podcast, and you win it. So yeah. <laughs> your, your, your award will be coming in the mail. Yes, there will be no award. <laughs> like, really fine print really quick. At the like, there will be no award coming in the mail for you. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll take it away with the first one. We've got the great Tom Brady Ooh, being nominated for the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week. Um, basically, I, the reason I put him up here was because his interception was just not Tom Brady. No, it was bad. No, it, it was a bad throw. Like, that was a Nathan I, Peterman throw. I, would, yeah, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't make a throw like that. Sorry, Tom Brady. You're, you're, you're great, as much as I hate to say it. You're really good, but that throw was not. Uh, I'll give Joe Hayden credit that the, the pick itself was a beautiful catch. Beautiful catch. Oh, yeah. But the throw was just not good. Not so. necessary. Nope. Um, so our second nominee is my very good friend, Jared Goff. Gotta with give it his, to the resident Jared Goff hater. beautiful <laughs> trip, fumble, INT, whatever thing. It was like a beautiful pirouette in a ballet. It was beautiful. And did they not return that for a touchdown? I believe they did. No, no. no, they just took it back. Quite. They took it back. Well, they, it was a good return on that turnover. So, like after after you pick it up, just just take the sack. So my thing is, if he yeah. falls, I mean, we could just kind of call that a sack. So really, he had like a sack, a fumble, and an interception. It was all a fluid motion too, which is really yeah. weird. <laughs> it's like he practiced it. It takes a lot of talent. It takes a lot of Every talent. Every negative He dropped thing. the ball trying to pick himself up <laughs> <laughs> as he picks the ball back up. Every possible negative thing that can happen on a pass play happened in one play. To yeah. one guy. Yep. And the, the pass looked Beautiful. like a one-handed chess pass in basketball. <laughs> it didn't look like a, a first-round really. draft pick throwing a ball. Uh, <laughs> what was going on in his head there? There wasn't a lot going there on in his head. Like, there was, oh, oh, my gosh, oh no, me. there are people running at me. I'm scared. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I mean, I feel like you have to. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to. Uh, we have <laughs> um, Chris Boswell. We're just going back to that Patriots-Steelers game. Uh, Chris Boswell missed yet another field goal. Uh, I believe his field goal percentage is under 60% Which is terrible. or something. That's it's like, terrible. It's, wow. He's missing a third of his kicks. Just it's bad. so wild. Like, he went one for two on the night. And granted, yeah, the last one he hit ended up clinching us. Not clinching us the game, but kind of sealing the deal, I guess. Uh, but he, he he's just not good. He missed a yeah he he missed like a thirty something yarder, thirty two yarder, nailed a forty eight yarder. So I I don't know I don't know, but it was bad. I mean that's one of the most drastic turnarounds yeah. I've mm -hmm. seen for a yeah, player. I mean was, I mean he was Mr. Fourth Quarter last year. I mean yeah, he was. there's a lot of games that the Steelers don't win last year if mm -hmm. Chris Boswell yeah, exactly. isn't there. And right? there's a lot of games that we don't, <laughs> we don't win this year, year. <laughs> yeah, exactly because Chris Boswell isn't there. <laughs> and so like it's just wild that turnaround. Yeah, he was the fourth, fourth killer, killer B. B. Now he's just killing us <laughs> you guys want to hear something super fun no uh last week <laughs> wow no last week um the steelers worked out kicker kai forbath is he At, not already on a team though no 
And they told him, hey, you should wait. uh, Chris could screw up again. And he screwed up again. You tell me no one's going for Aguayo? Oh, man. <laughs> He's still out there. Nick you Folk know, also so, still out there. Really? <laughs> He's probably Kai like Forbath is signed. Kai Forbath? He plays uh, for the Jags. That's what I thought. Then it was... I don't think they were working out Kai Forbath. They worked out some. Edit point. We got fake news by Blaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can we get a counter in the edit? Uh, can that's, we get, that's a one. Can, can we get a Nathan Peterman um, uh, Podcaster of the Week award for Blaine for not knowing his stats? It's, well, actually, maybe we leave this in and just through the podcast, we count how, many, how much fake news Blaine gives us. <laughs> <laughs> New segment. New segment. So, uh, Blaine's counter is at one. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and start off uh, with the votes here. I think I think it's got to go to Jared Goff. I was just immaculate play. <laughs> I don't care how he did the rest of the game, and he didn't do very well the rest of the game. But just off that play alone, you gotta you gotta give him some recognition for that. I would like to take a note. I just looked it up. It was Kai Forbath. The Jaguars kicker is none other than Josh Lambeau. I just I saw don't know I just looked you... this article two days ago. Like, Kai literally, Kai Forbath was... I don't know. Did we find fake news on the podcast? <laughs> this, Someone... is, this is from I don't know what you're Steel Curtain. Uh, so this is a Steel Oh, so that's this, credible. This, yeah, this yeah that, so page. Russians? But um, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN tweeted, Kai Forbath had a strong kicking workout with the Steelers, and team and the team is keeping him on hold while they figure out Chris Boswell's situation. Thursday's practice could be big for Boswell. But he plays currently for the Jaguars. Okay, it says yeah. maybe we need to find out when Forbath was signed. Was signed. Yeah, that's because I thought Lambo was the Jags kicker. Maybe he got an injury. That's so weird. Forbath. Man. Four back were signed by the Jags this week. Ah, oh, that's there, right. we there, there we go. There we go. So we're gonna we're gonna take these past five minutes and condense them for you. Kai Forbath was tried by the Steelers. Apparently, he was also tried out by the Jaguars, and the Jaguars took him. So because. the Steelers are kind of back to square one, hoping that Boswell puts it all together for the rest of the what season. What a crazy situation we just found. What and, crazy. Uh, yeah. And Blaine's yeah. fake news counter has been reduced back to zero. Congrats. Kind of. Congrats. There you go. There you go. Yes, you're right. Right. Told right. you. I know so, what I'm talking about. Back on top. <laughs> anyway, so Noah voted for Jared Goff. I, I, too, vote for Jared Goff. Are we all voting for Jared Goff? Let's be honest. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I'm voting for Jared Goff. That was one of the worst Jared plays Goff. I've ever watched. Yeah. In, in but it was so life. beautiful. So the first unanimous. Yeah, first unanimous. And the first, yeah. the very first and first unanimous pick, Jared Goff for the Nathan Award. Congratulations. You're the worst. <laughs> Can we make that a drop, please? Put in You're, the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. All right, so after that nice and fun segment, we're going to move on really quickly to some news topics from the past week. Um, We've got a handful of news that we want to talk about um, in the NFL world. Wentz's back is broken. Um, (laughs) Yikes. NBC Sports says Carson Wentz has a stress fracture in his back and will need three months of recovery, so he's done for the season. Uh, We're going to talk about the Wentz versus Foles debate a little bit later because that seems to be a hot topic right about now, but... You're stuck with Folds whether you like him or not, so whoops. Uh, what do you think his odds are of doing well for the rest of the season, just popcorn style real quick? I don't see a problem with it. I mean, if he plays like he did in the playoffs in the last few games, like last season, then they're not going to have a problem. But if he plays the way that he played at the beginning of the season, they're going to have a problem. He played that way last night. To be honest, he only had 270 yards and a pick. Well, my th- they got the win, though. Yeah. But that, is- that was all on their running game. I think it's really? when your starting quarterback goes down, you can do a lot worse than Nick Foles. Yeah, you can. I agree with you. He's on probably that. one of the best backup yeah, quarterbacks. I, mean, I, oh, I, would so agree. I think I think the Eagles will be all right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Making the playoffs, I don't I don't think they will. But they got a, it they got a really good shot. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> they have to win out. So They have to win out and the Vikings. Cowboys have to lose another game. Yeah. Which we'll I could I could see feasibly. I could see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's not out of the question. So second bit of news we got. The Vikings fired their offensive coordinator John DeFilippo on Tuesday. Uh, this was right after their twenty-one to what seven loss to the Seahawks on Monday night. Yep. So they fire him the next morning. Next thing you know, they bounce back and score forty-one points. Yeah, I'd say they made an improvement. Definitely yeah. an improvement. Uh, yeah, they beat the Dolphins forty-one to seventeen. So uh, quarterback coach Kevin Stefanski will be calling the plays now. Uh, on their names. Yeah, that, that, but it's working out for him. So sure best far, of luck to yeah. you. Just give the ball to Devin Cook. Yep. Pretty good offense right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it seemed to work pretty well. Let's yeah. just—I'll bring this up for the you know because so we're talking about the Vikings offense, baby. What do we all think about Kirk Cousins? The well, here's the thing, though. Here's the year. thing, though. Their quarterback coach is calling the shots now. So do you think that Kirk Cousins is going to have an opportunity to you know like do better? So well, it's because it's I have something here that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a game against Detroit in Minnesota this year where he only had 164 yards, wow. one touchdown. He had an interception and a fumble. Ooh. And they're going into Detroit this next week. So, I mean, it's kind of... Different coordinator, though. Yeah. But so, so that'll really show, like, a difference because, you know, yeah. I mean, Detroit yeah. is not exactly a great team. And, you know, you're right. Yeah, well, like actually, we'll get a really good idea of how different this team is. Yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Vikings, did not like John DeFilippo. The only reason... Um, they hired him was because he felt pressured to or you know this is I guess speculation but it's not he felt pressured because John DeFilippo was the hot you know coordinator on the market he, I mean he was just coming off the Eagles who just won the Super Bowl yeah. he really liked this Mike is his name Mike Stefanski is that his name yeah, yeah. They, he really likes him and I mean just look at what happened last week his first game as coordinator they win 41 to 17 it's looking good so we'll <clears> see but yeah, I still don't think Kirk Cousins is worth eighty-four million dollars. No, no. I give it, I, guaranteed. <laughs> I say he can he can break his knee, never play another down. They owe him eighty-four. <laughs> I say give him. How would you ever make a deal like that in a league like this? The Vikings made Case Keenum look good in San Francisco. I just gotta say, so. like his agent must be the best agent oh, in the yeah. world. Oh yeah, I want that guy too. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. All right, and our last little bit of news is Brandon Marshall was released. <laughs> what a man. After one month on the New Orleans Saints, he never played a snap. He's is never this, been in the playoffs either. No, yeah. is this is this the end of the road for the 34-year-old who never made the playoffs? I think this might be it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's we're we're here on a couple experiments now with him that just haven't panned out. You know, maybe, you know, some guys, you know, certain positions like quarterback. You know, Tom Brady can play until he's 40, whatever. Yeah. But you know, a position like receiver where you're just constantly driving and getting hit, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to be that good at mm-hmm. 34. Yeah. And he I mean, didn't do anything with the Giants last year, did he? No. no. I mean, and, and Odo Becker Jr. Injured. and was injured the whole season, and Sterling Shepard was injured for periods of the time, so, so he, he was, was the, the main guy at certain points, still, and he yeah. still just never showed up. And I mean, what are the wide receiver needy teams that would actually pick him up? The Jags? No. I mean, they got to work a quarterback situation yeah, first. If you're, yeah. if, if you're in a situation like the Jags, you're not looking for a veteran because you don't exactly have anybody for that veteran to teach. teach. Yeah, there's yeah. no one else there. Yeah. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook's their best receiver, and he'd be like a mm-hmm. third third receiver yeah. on their team. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so sorry to see you go, Brandon Marshall. It was a great career, but... Yeah. You did play for a winning team for a couple, <laughs> couple games. Yeah. 
All right, so this last section of the podcast is going to be our discussion topics for the week. We get our, our debating together. Uh, we, we'll get sweaty. Uh, <laughs> so, a little bit of raised voices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so our first discussion topic, um, Wentz or Foles? So how are we phrasing this one exactly? So here's, here's my thought on this. So it's obviously Foles for the rest of the season because Wentz is broken. Mm-hmm. But let's lay it out like this: If the Eagles make the playoffs, I I won't say if they win a Super Bowl. I won't say if they make their conference championship. I think if they, you know, if they get to the playoffs and win the first game in the playoffs, is it time to give Foles more of a shot? They did. Okay. Here's okay. the argument: They did. They didn't want to start. Like, I mean, I think Carson was healthy by the beginning of the season. But I don't think and I don't think he was ever. Start. He was well. Plus, with Carson really Wentz, they don't shot. really want to get. They don't want to put him in there eighty percent if they think no. that's the future. So that's yeah. why Foles played in the beginning of the season. And they they never really like gave him the shot. It was always Wentz. Wentz was always going to be the starter becoming the season. Like it was. They weren't. A, they was, weren't trying out Foles for a starting role. Yeah. Right. It was just a matter of how long do we wait until he's healthy. Yeah. Okay, this is this is my thing with the wins versus Foles thing. I don't think one playoff win is enough for Foles to, you know, get that recognition. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if Foles comes in and does it again, you have to, we have I, to have a conversation. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. I mean, I know that the I Eagles agree. say that they're committed to wins long term, but like, the thing is, you have to start looking. I mean, he's also gotten injured two seasons in a row. You look at yeah. players who get injured consistently. You've got not Ron, great for got, the first yeah. few you've seasons got Olsen, of your career. Yeah, you've got RG three. Like, how far? Like, eh. here's here's my argument on this. So, I obviously I think we all know that Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Like, I we can all admit that. But I think when Nick Foles is in the game, it's just a completely different offense around him. It makes it so you have to outcoach the other side because you don't have a generational talent in at quarterback yeah. that you can just say, "Hey, take over." You have to you have to use every other piece of your puzzle, I guess, to in order to win a game. So you're more involved in the game. And they beat the Rams, which is saying a lot considering that's their third loss of the season. At home. And I mean, the thing about Nick Foles is he's never been bad, in my opinion. Like, I don't see why he never got more of a shot as a starter elsewhere. Because you think about his 2013 season, he went 27 touchdowns to two picks. three Almost 3,000 yards. Like, 27 to two is an insane number. Well, I mean, he went to the Rams, I think, the year after that, and he mm-hmm. really struggled. Mm. Yeah. He, so, he did. He went, he went 13 10. That. Probably finished 7 and 9, like they always did yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. is that more of a Jeff Fisher sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that was honestly more. Well, Jeff it's hard Fisher. to tell. I mean, you had that. You had uh, Case Keenum was there. You know, Case Keenum was the new kind of, you know, hot, yeah. hot kid. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there was pressure. You know, like if there was any struggle from Nick Foles, you know, hey. Get this guy in the game. Yeah. And then you have Jared Goff coming up and everything. So, you know, the Rams situation there was kind of hard to put on any of the quarterbacks at that time. Right. I just, I don't know. I, I personally think Nick Foles should have been given more of a shot throughout his career than he's gotten. Like with, like you said, with a good team, good coaches. And he's got that now, I think, if the Eagles would just commit to him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it but sh- it's also hard to commit to him when you have Carson Wentz yeah, as, exactly. as the other option. That's the problem. It shows that you know a good system can really make a quarterback, you know, yeah. or, a, or 
or you know a different style of a system can be better for certain guys right. I mean you saw I mean we saw how bad Nick looked with the Rams but you know he's in a different completely different system yeah. with the Eagles and he's won a Super Bowl with already. a much better coaching <laughs> staff yeah like so it's just but we know we know Blaine loves Carson Wentz so this yeah. is really painful for him to hear us <laughs> say yeah he deserves a bit of a shot well I won't disagree with you but I would say a smart organization, if he does do this, a smart organization would trade him to a different team. I feel like that would be the conversation that we're going to have. See, I think it, it's almost a if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Because if you go with Foles and you trade Wentz, and now you don't have the good backup that you have if you run Wentz first and then have Foles as your backup. So it's it's... What do you do? Because I guess the whole wait until Wentz gets broken and then put Foles in and let him carry is working out. So yeah. It's well, not Nick, sustainable. Nick Foles is working. also 30 next year. True. Here's the so thing. Think about that. If, you're, if, you, if we want to talk about what happened last year, let's talk about what happened this year. Or let's talk about what happened last year. It, it happening again this year, yeah. Let's talk about what happened. He goes, wins the Super Bowl, right? He comes in, MVP. beginning of the season... Yeah, <laughs> he comes in beginning of the season. They play the Falcons, right? Really? <laughs> they only they only win the game by six. He only throws a pick in that game. His completion percentage was fifty five. Um, he only threw for one hundred seventeen yards. Not a great game. Fair. Next game comes in. They lose. He has a better game, yeah, um, but he throws one touchdown. Not no interceptions. N- game last night go or two nights ago goes in has a good completion percentage how many of those were check downs a 270 yards one interception no touchdowns his quarterback rating was an 89 i mean it's not bad it's, it's not, not it's not stellar but, but a great bad. quarterback rating i think is 100 i mean if the max is 158.3 right 89 shouldn't cut it as your starting quarterback now um I'm going to look at Carson's stats. Carson, yeah, he's been broken. I mean, that's that doesn't cut it. But he's had, what, one, two, three, three touchdown performances. He's only thrown one, two, three. He had one bad game where he threw uh, three picks, so that's six. He's only thrown seven picks on the season. And he's played all of the games from week three to week 14. So what's his QB rating, though? Like his QBR for this season? Or this career, this season, regular season, one hundred and two point two. Okay, which that's is pretty good. Really, that's pretty that's, good. That's, that's that's I would say average. Twenty one touchdowns to seven picks. That's, that's pretty good. It's a good KD. And I mean, <laughs> if, if we're gonna talk like nerds here, come on. And I mean, this season he's uh, Carson has had his best completion percentage overall that he's had ever. Granted, it's a short season, but he's at almost seventy percent completion. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, considering a the. Record is going to be set by Drew Brees, which is seventy five percent, five percent off of that. Not bad, pretty not good. bad at all. But you got to think this is his second year with a season ending injury. That's what I feel like we keep coming back let, to. Is but I mean let's let's take it to basketball. Let's look at Derrick Rose, guy won a regular season MVP. Yeah, and sure until this fine. year, really, where I think good good for him. He's been coming back. Yeah. He's done nothing. Like, it's hard. Like, you can have a superstar talent, and if they keep getting hurt, they're leaving you in this situation all the time. Plus, a back injury is nothing to mention. Oh, no. no. He needs needs to make sure that he, you know, definitely proficiently rehabs that. 
Also, Carson Wentz was five and six as a starter this year too. So their team's banged up though. You but can't. I'm just saying, but one of losses always reflect on a quarterback, no matter. Yeah. It may not be fair, but that's just the way. That's it, just how it's it looked is. At. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean... So then are we going to pin a lot of these losses on Aaron Rodgers and say that he's not as great at once as he is? I think Aaron Rodgers' problems, A, come down to coaching. <laughs> that's, you know, it's that's a discussion injuries. for another time. Yeah, that's a discussion for another time. So but. let me let me ask this. Nick Foles to the Jags? I think that could be a viable... Like, Honestly, I, I could see the Eagles trying to get a lot out of him, but I... Also, if you're going to see that Carson Wentz is going to keep getting hurt, I'd at least want to make sure that you get one healthy season out of him before yeah. you go trading your back. That's a good play. point. But my thing is, like, Jacksonville, what do you, what do they have to give up? For draft picks. Draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, for a 30-year-old. But, I mean, is somebody going to be willing to give up a first-round draft pick no. for a 30-year-old quarterback? If he goes out and wins the Super Bowl, But are the I Eagles going to want anything I less? Assume. I would say maybe. But that's the thing, though. It, like... If he wins even if he Bowl, wins, if even even if he wins the Super Bowl, it's gonna be hard to get trade capital out of yeah. him. Yeah. Like you might, you might crazy until his contract is out. Crazy trades. Maybe happen. the Jags are just blowing it up because I heard they want to try to trade Jalen Ramsey this offseason. That's true. So maybe they're just trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he's not. Yeah. Alright, well, be great, but you know. we should probably move on. Yeah. yeah. Leave that topic. one be. Um, so, keeping on the topic of quarterbacks for a little bit longer, how long do Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger have left in the league? Um, we thought initially that these two were actually closer in age. They're not. Um, Tom Brady's 41, uh, and Ben is only 36 in comparison. So Big Ben does difference. not look it. And I think no. Big Ben is done uh, Honestly, a lot yeah. sooner than Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, I he's thought he was done play. last year. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. Brady takes care of himself. Like, he has his well, own, like, routine that has obviously diet. done him well. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing with, uh, like, if you ever see, like, uh, Ben Roethlisberger leaving a game, he looks like the Michelin Man. <laughs> <laughs> All the ice on him. I mean, he has ice oh, on yeah. every square inch of his body. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, I, I, think, I think Ben's done. Mm-hmm. I think this if, ben, if Maybe ben this year doesn't make the playoffs, he's done. I think yeah. if Ben wins the Super Bowl, he's done. If he makes it pretty far in the playoffs but doesn't win it, do you think he has something to prove and comes oh, back for another that's year? that's a good point. I mean, there's always an ego thing with a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, yeah, somebody that has yeah. had such success. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you win a Super Bowl, you can feel comfortable going out on top. You know, you don't that's make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, you don't make the playoffs. Maybe you think, ah, maybe I just don't have it anymore. But, I mean, you get I mean, you get to an AFC championship and you lose there. I mean, you, you got something. There's got a hunger left there, you know. I think you were all, so close to that. I think it all yeah. really depends on how the Steelers draft this year. Mm-hmm. Like, if they don't even get a quarterback within, like, the first two to three rounds, then... Well, they took Mason Rudolph. Yeah, they took Mason round, Rudolph last year. They have Joshua Yeah. Dog, so, they, I mean, neither of them are, like... Right. Yeah. I mean, it's... But, I mean, those, those are guys that did have a little success in college. Though, yeah, so, fair. They, I mean, Tennessee lucked their way to a lot of games. Yeah. I don't think Ben's going to win on the Super Bowl. Honestly, I just don't. I mean, he he's turned he turns the ball over a lot. That's always the way he has. But he just doesn't look as good as he usually does this year. I mean, he has they have some good weapons. But I think if he doesn't retire this year, then next year. We did say that last year though. Too. Yeah, we like, yeah. did. Not look even good. though Peyton Manning did win it his last Super Bowl and he didn't really do much in the playoffs besides manage the game. Here's the thing about Ben Roethlisberger. He's always going out there and being like, oh my gosh, my injuries, oh my gosh, this, I was, that, a, the other. I was about to say like, that. He does have a ribbon. A drama queen. He is a big drama queen and he's always like, I mean, I feel like last year retire talks or retiring talks were a thing. I feel like a few years ago, like it's been a few years that he's talked about wanting to retire and he still hasn't. 
So you never know with the guy. He could come back next year and look worse than he did this year. So what about Brady? Because I don't think it's going to be an age thing or a injury thing. Because when's the last time that guy's been hurt? 2011. Like, what? I mean, he, like, hurt his hand okay. felt like, last year. But well, yeah. Not, not enough to, like... Okay, you know, th- that report came out forever ago or whatever about Brady where he said he wanted to play till he was 50. Which, you know, we all sat there and laughed and everything. But honestly, think in your head, if there was anybody in the NFL that ever that you think could play to 50, who is it? Yeah, right. no, it's yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri. That's true. Honestly, I think, honestly, I think Vinatieri should play until he's under 50%. That's <laughs> the only time <laughs> Which, I mean, Brady even said, I'll quote when I suck, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know? Which might never I happen. I think yeah. he has a big role in when he retires, like his wife and his kids and all That's that. That's true. Too, I mean, but here's the thing. He could retire at any time he wanted to and yeah. go out on top. He has nothing left to prove. Mm-hmm. No. Like, he's five range, all right? I mean, if he wants one more... He could honestly just like, be playing football right now as a hobby. Yeah. Just yeah. just for, like, I got nothing else to do. Well, I mean, I and, and, and it shows, bored. like, he, he truly just, like, this is his life. You know, I mean, this yeah. is what he does. And he takes... You know, he takes pay cuts. He takes pay cuts all the time to help them try to sign weapons yeah. and stuff to get people around him. I mean, he's literally d- just there for the love of the game. I don't think they have I hate respecting that man. I think he's I mean you have to. I think to. he's regressing a little bit, but not enough to be like So he plays he plays till he's 50, anymore. goes to the flag football league, keeps playing <laughs> where he doesn't have to get hit, retires when he's 70. Yeah. I, I would love to watch that. Yeah. He retires when he's 90, but he can't it's like the big basketball. Old retired people just play flag football. I would watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it. I think Man, I love the big three. Wait, isn't that a thing? That Probably. Don't they have like a flag football? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they have a flag yeah. football. Vicks, wasn't Michael Vicks. Vick doing it? Yeah, Michael yeah. Vick did an exhibition with it or something. Yeah. I mean, can you guys just imagine Tom Brady just l- slicing up these guys <laughs> in the flag yeah. football league? <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's what we're going to do. So. He should retire tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he would break every record already. I, mean, <laughs> I wish Peyton Manning would go play that flag football league. Oh, my God. He's good with his commercials. He can't move. He really can't. be like... I'm sorry, this could just be because I'm an Eli Manning guy, but Peyton Manning can take a three-step drop right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy. No, he's got his amazing commercials. Love yeah. seeing him on commercials. I'd like to see him do some comedy. I'd love to see him do a comedy I show. loved his SNL stuff. Oh, yeah, he's I hate guy. SNL, but his stuff was hilarious. So we all agree that Brady could probably play it as long as he wants to. Yeah. And yeah. Then At least another couple of maybe years. Maybe a year. Yeah, like you said, it's not going to be an age thing. It's going to be like, eh, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz might retire before Brady. Ooh. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> so our next question moves away from the quarterbacks a little bit. Are the Cowboys underusing Zeke Elliott? Yes. So here's the stat that we're kind of like basing this off of. Every time this year that Zeke has gotten more than 20 carries, the Cowboys have won every single game. Every time he's gotten 20 or less, they've lost, except for their um, week two, uh, 20 to 13 win against the Giants. But other than that, when you give him the ball 20 or less, they lose. 20 or more, they win. Do they need to be giving him the ball more every week? At least 20, 25 carries a game. Yeah. I mean, I, he's their offense. Well, my thing is when you have a passing game that's struggled as much as theirs has, I mean, Amari Cooper definitely helps yeah. a lot. But fairly pretty much the whole season it's been struggling i mean you can't absolutely at all underutilize Ezekiel. Yeah. Really. i mean yeah. you have a guy like that you have to be just feeding him the ball and doing that opens up your passing game yeah. it does feeding him if you run him like two times in a row two to three times in a row and or then throw it yeah well yeah but obviously if he gets like 
one yard on two runs, you throw it the next down. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, Dak Prescott's been a little bit suspect. But I mean, you see, when Zeke is p- performing proficiently, you make so is Dak Prescott. Yeah, it opens his I mean, game up. I mean, they were what co-rookie of the years. Yeah, well, <laughs> they might as well. Have been. Yeah. Yeah, like, so I mean, when when Zeke looks good, the Dak passing game. Yeah, looks good. yeah, Dak yeah. looks good because all you have is Amari Cooper, and if you lock him down, they don't have anyone else. Well, you got Cole Beasley. I mean, that's good for a three-yard screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a slant. They have that Gallup guy who can kind of catch it deep, but, like, and, they're and, not... And granted, they do throw it to Elliott every once in a while. He's been if better. You get, if you get it to him on screens, that's all right. It's it's pretty much a run play when, when you're putting a screen. It's just there's usually less defenders in front of you. But I think the only way you can get someone to respect the run game is to pound the football. And as soon as you get them to start respecting it, which they should come into the game respecting it against Elliott, but as soon as you get them to respect the run game, the passing just opens wide up, especially when you have a guy like Amari Cooper who can just make plays out of nothing sometimes. They have a good defense. Let them run the ball, take out some possession, rely on their defense to win games. Yeah. Strategy works. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then the question is, it... Do they lose on games where he doesn't get the ball a lot? Like, is it a chicken or the egg thing? Do you just need to give him the ball more to win, or are you winning because you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, he's their best playmaker on all right. Yeah. So, so but, get it to your playmaker more. Why yeah. Not? All in all, yeah, their Cowboys are probably underusing Elliott because they're not just feeding it to him constantly. Yeah, more yeah. or less. I mean, I mean, look, Even I mean, put in their backup uh, a couple times. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, in Pittsburgh, when Le'Veon was there and was you know performing well. I think we could say he was probably the best player on that team. Oh, I mean, yeah. AB is amazing, but Le'Veon Bell is just yeah. a prototype I mean, like, of what you want as a running back. Ride the hot and, hand as and, long as he's doing well. I mean, and there were games where Le'Veon Bell was getting upwards of 35-plus carries. Yeah, it's like if it's working, you just feeding him. And he's getting a lot of targets in the passing game. You know, like when you have playmakers, get them in space and yeah. let them make plays. That's, <laughs> that's something I hated, and I'm, I'm talking as an Ohio State fan right now, so I apologize to everyone at the table. Go but – when he was at Ohio State, they a lot of times they had him on a snap count. And I yeah. don't know if anyone else here remembers the Michigan, Michigan State. State debacle. Yeah. yeah. They had him on a, the when they had him on a count, and like they had like third and short situations where you ran JT Barrett every time. Yeah, like, what did he have, like eight carries in the second half? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> like, and, and we were losing. And this was, a, this was a team that could rival the best NCAA teams ever. Joey Bosa, Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott, JT Barrett when he was playing halfway decently. Yeah. No offense, JT, I love you. Hey, I love you. Don't worry, it's okay. You're not great. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Ezekiel Elliott was Darren Lee. One of like the it best was stacked. Running backs in college, like that little four game stretch he had with West Collinson, Alabama. Okay, three. Oregon. Games. Yeah. Oregon. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you ran like 200 yards every game. Every game. Like, that's against some good defenses yeah. too. Like it just it just never made sense to me, and and somehow some way the Cowboys are doing the exact same thing. Like I don't I just don't understand how they say feed Zeke, feed him, feed him. He needs it. Yeah. Moving on back to the quarterbacks, does Philip Rivers deserve MVP consideration? I think he is the number one. Oh, that's bold. That is bold. Yeah, but he's been he's always been good, but this is probably one of his best seasons because. He has a healthy team, and, I mean, they just beat the Chiefs, obviously. But Drew Brees has slacked off the last – I love Drew Brees. But he has slacked off the last couple of games, and he hasn't been performing, like, okay. great, great. And Mahomes, 
Mahomes is doing great too, but I'd still give it to Rivers. Here's the thing. Like, I agree with you that Rivers absolutely deserves a lot of number one consideration, but the media is in love with, with Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah, right now. Yeah, and also, also when you look at the fact that Drew Brees has never won MVP in his career, yeah. I mean... <laughs> give it to the man. <laughs> Rivers went like 27 for 27 straight yeah, one game. Yeah. He's had Which a great year, and he's, he's got an amazing roster, and he absolutely deserves it. But, gosh. I, I think what it, I mean, Philip Rivers is kind of like, do you remember like in college how Andrew Luck finished like second in the Heisman voting for like three years in a row? Like That's kind of how I feel like Philip Rivers <laughs> yeah. is. Like, he's always so good, but then there's always mm-hmm. one or two guys that are just immaculate that yeah. we're not used to seeing that from. Yeah. Like somebody like Patrick Mahomes or something like that. So it's like the media always gets that look at them, even though this guy's still sitting over here in California right. killing it. So... <laughs> If we're going to look at like the, the comparison, at least between Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers, we've got Phillip Rivers, 3950, 3,950 yards, 31 and 8 for his touchdown interceptions. Wow. Uh, Drew Brees is 31 and 5, so three fewer picks, but about 250, no, 300 fewer yards. Sure, that's just pretty cool. But Mahomes, Brees has the better rating, 116 to 112. And then Mahomes just probably, have, he has, obviously has more touchdowns, but Mahomes yeah. has. 45 now? 45. Patrick Mahomes' stats are at 4,500 yards, which blows the other two away by 500 and 900 yards, respectively. But Mahomes hasn't really performed 45 well touchdowns, in games. but 11 picks. He has the highest rating, 114. Sorry, he's in the middle. Yeah, he's in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I to, this is a really close race. Yeah. I want to bring this up to you guys because I feel like not a lot of people are talking about it, and it seems plausible to me, but... I mean, do you think that Khalil Mack deserves any MVP? I think he deserves a look. I think he deserves Easily. it over Aaron Donald. Why? Because I mean, look, Donald? look, look what Khalil Mack has done to the Chicago the Bears. Bears. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, the Bears were seen as just like this is going to be another year for yeah. us to keep rebuilding or whatever, and now. For a while, there, there was people talking like, "Oh, the Bears are a sneaky Super Bowl yeah. contender." <laughs> like, I mean, he is completely one man turned that defense around. I agree. They have a, they have a really good defense. Well, but yeah. he has absolutely taken them up like a few levels. You know, sometimes if you have a lot of good young talent like that, you need somebody like Khalil yeah, Mack exactly. that's going to say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." You know, we're yeah. going to be good this year. Plus, like, Aaron Donald, I think the Rams' defense is allowing like five yards a carry, mm-hmm. which is terrible, and he's an interior lineman, so like. True. Yeah. I mean, he has like. Let's not say like he's bad. It's not his. No, no, he's about to break. He's about to break the sack record, I believe. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it'll be close. But he's I still. But, and he's a defensive tackle, which is impressive. Crazy. Interior. Yeah. Tackle. Yeah. But and then but, like, yeah. but he got to he got to look at Mac and like the way he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He, yeah. Brian Urlacher no. 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, think about it. I mean, in a way. I mean, I can see it. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just a close. It's, it's probably one of the closest races I think we've had in yeah. a while. It'll be hard. It's weird because Tom Brady's not in the conversation. Yeah, he's always in the conversation. I think it'll be hard for anyone to say that Patrick Mahomes doesn't like get it just because everybody's in love with him right yeah. now. But if we're being critical, then yeah, there's some there's some contenders. Mm-hmm. But just give it to Drew Brees already. Yeah, but just give it to him. Like, <laughs> let's di- let's it, have it, a disclaimer. We all love Drew Brees here. We yeah. all think he's the goat. He's like, cool it, guy. it will be an immortal sin if Drew Brees never wins an MVP. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now. Goes goes to the Hall of Fame, no yeah. question, but never got an MVP. Yeah. All right. So, um, just real quick, out of the five rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first round this year, between Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Who do you think will have the best career? <laughs> Reading those back, Baker Mayfield, first first pick. Sam Darnold, 
third pick. Josh Allen, seventh. Josh Rosen, tenth. Lamar Jackson, 32nd. That is such a hard question. But all first rounders. Is it though? Listen, 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 listen. listen. Are you listening? We're we're listening. I'm listening. Baker Mayfield has played great. He's got the Browns wins. I'm so glad that we finally have a quarterback. But look at the situation Baker came into. A much, much better roster. A much better defense overall. Very low expectations. Very low expectations. <laughs> Makes even, a difference. As, even as a number one overall pick, yeah. like everyone, was, myself included, was like, "Really, Baker?" And granted, I had a bias against him being an Ohio State fan, <laughs> but like, just a lot of people coming in were like, "There's no way he's going to work out," and he has blown away expectations. He had the bad coach at the beginning of the year, but whatever, he's worked past that, and now he's playing great. Sam Darnold. What in the world did he come into? Yeah. An oh, absolute dumpster fire yeah. of a franchise. I, yeah. I mean, you're kind of seeing that with the Bills and the Cardinals, the too. The Bills like, have a good defense. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair but, point. Yeah, yeah. But they both, all three of those teams have some rebuilding oh, yeah, to the do. Cardinals are probably well, I would, worse. yeah. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to be, like, the next Peyton Manning or something. Like, a lot of people are, like, I think saying I'm about him. Career. To me, Sam Darnold, his ceiling to me is Alex Smith. He's going to be a guy that I think he's going to be in the league for as long as, you know, he wants yeah, to. I, I uh, you know, a 10, 12-year career, you know, a guy that's just, you know, he's going to win games, but, you know, he's never going to be in that conversation. Right. You know? I still think it's Baker Mayfield because what he's doing right now is pretty impressive with the mm-hmm. people he have because they have Jarvis Landry and then, like, Nick Antonio Chuck. Callaway and like, Rashard Perriman Callaway is terrible. Better. Yeah. Callaway's better than They have a young offense. Perriman's catching balls now. Which but, he never did in Baltimore. Nope. But they have a young team, <laughs> right? Like, the, the Browns yeah, have do. the youngest they team. Do. Oh, yeah. So they're, they have a lot of room to grow, to improve, to synergize, if they stick around. I think Lamar Jackson could be good, but I don't think he'll be better than Baker or Shane Garnold. Uh, I, I disagree. I don't know. I, do you I, think... No, I disagree I in the sense that I don't think Lamar Jackson is as good as everybody thinks he is. Oh. Uh-huh. I think Ooh, Lamar Jackson... Because yeah. everybody compares him to Cam Newton... I compare him to Michael Vick. I was gonna say I was gonna yeah, say Michael Vick. Look mean, at the rushing yards. I mean, in size, like, I mean, in size and how he's built and how okay. he plays the game. Yeah. Not in like his stats. Yeah, he can rush the ball. But how long is that gonna, you know, work for him? I don't think that you know Lamar because he hasn't thrown ability to throw or shown ability to throw the football yet. Like he can throw it. But he relies way too much on his legs. And in the NFL, if you're trying to do this long-term, relying on your legs is not going to work. RG3, rest in peace. Hey, he's well, still, I mean, yeah, I'm but... Still he's, he's on smart. a roster. He's, he's on, on a the roster. same roster mm-hmm. as Lamar Jackson. Which, but he, which is why he's coach. there. Exactly. Yeah, coach him up. Honestly, a guy that I wasn't very high on to begin with, but he might be my pick for this segment is a guy that I compare to Cam Newton, and that's Josh Allen. I think that's a much I, better comparison. I, I would mean, say, yeah. He's yeah. a big-bodied guy, and, I mean, he's clearly shown he's us he's got the, the ability to run well. the ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had one game with 99 rushing yards and two more with over 100. I mean, he's I mean, he's clearly shown that he has the ability I mean, to run the ball. And, I mean, he can throw it. I mean, think he's had, I think, 
probably in all those games that he had those rushing games he had over 200 yeah. passing yards and he has zero weapons he's got, he's got an arm yeah, he I mean, doesn't have any receivers so well, I mean you, if you can put him put people around him I think that's a guy that can have a mm-hmm, lot of success yeah. so a good, I think it's a good pick for the Bills but that's the thing you gotta look at too is it's not just the individual player it's how well are the teams gonna mm-hmm. build around him because you talk about the Browns and the Ravens they already have that foundation so their careers are kind of already jump started it's helped them out a lot for someone like you know playing for the Bills how much work has to be done for them to have a lot their see, to see their true potential? I love yeah. how none of us are saying Josh Rosen. Uh, be honest, like I never I, thought he was that great. Well, I don't players. think there were nine mistakes in front of him. For me, I did a Cardinals like, and this is Madden, I know, but I did a Cardinals uh, franchise in the new Madden. I immediately traded Josh Rosen away. I didn't. He didn't do anything he, for me. He wasn't fun to play with I mean and I think I think a lot of I think a lot of his problem is he's not a good brand no he's an outspoken he's an outspoken cocky guy and doesn't back it up and I mean my guy Baker is an outspoken cocky guy that has backed it up I mean he's feeling dangerous well see right out of right out of the draft I was feeling really high on Baker even when a lot of Browns fans were like what what do we take and I try to tell a lot of people that he was really the only one out of these guys that had true success in college. I mean, he's a walk on. Yeah, I mean, think about. But the thing is, like, think about what Oklahoma did. I mean, he yeah. took them to the playoffs his senior year. I mean, what did USC do when Sam Darnold was there? Lose to Ohio State. And I mean, Josh game. Josh Allen was in Wyoming. And we, yeah. yeah and, I mean, Rosen's in UCLA, another not great Pac-12 yeah, team. Hey, but remember how they beat Texas A&M? <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson they go to Louisville, and Louisville didn't have a great team either. Now they're terrible. But, sure, but it was, but it was like, was there ever a time in in college when he was there? Where it was like Louisville might be the team this year. No, That's true. there was times when Oklahoma was playing so well with Baker Mayfield that they were like, yeah, these guys will beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah. and they <laughs> could have if they had a better defense. Yeah. So we see, you know what, Baker Mayfield has potential. Lamar Jackson has potential. They all have potential. Yes. I mean, everybody has look potential. Out, yeah. Look out for Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I'm I'm just saying. Baker's got a high ceiling. I think Darnold and Allen's are higher. But I love Bake. I'm glad we got him. Let's, Darnold's let's going to roll with him. Baker's another guy like Darnold to me. I think he'll be around. Yeah. 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 I don't think he's a quick out of the league. No. It's about time that we've been able to say that about a Browns quarterback. Yeah. I think, well, in my opinion, the, the player who's going to have the worst career is probably Josh Rosen, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say, if, if we're ranking them, I'm going to go Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Darnold Baker, like really? going Whoa, going wow. up, going yeah, up. Yeah, no, I, but really. Yeah, I think Darnold was the second. Oh, he God. has, he has, but again, it goes back to the can running the football. How long is that going to work for you? Yeah, he's had some good games. He's also not super accurate either. Exactly. So you got to work on that. You got to you got to look at you also got to keep this in mind. This is their first year. Teams don't have tape on them. But you you also have to remember that they're rookies and they That's, they've got room to improve. Like that I mean, too. Jared Goff improved. Mitchell Trubisky improved. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they absolutely did. I mean, Jared Goff was terrible his rookie year. Jared Goff is still terrible. But <laughs> so we come back to so those teams. Right. So uh, real quick, there's a report that Joe Flacco is probably done with the Ravens. It's pretty much Lamar Jackson's team now. Where do you think he'll go in the offseason? Ooh. If okay. a trade or a free agent. Does, Retirement. Do, I was going to say, does he go anywhere? Besides the Hall of Fame, where is he going? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. Mm. Yeah, he said, said no one ever. Yeah, said no one ever. So here's the question. 
The first question you got to ask yourself, who are the quarterback needy teams? You've probably got the Jaguars. I, I'm sorry, but I would say the Giants are one of them. But my thing with the Giants is Joe Flacco isn't the solution. No. no. If, if, there, if there is a problem, yeah. which I don't think, I think there's more of an the offensive line problem a than a quarterback problem. But Joe Flacco is not a solution. I think he did. You're putting Flacco. another old quarterback into that same yeah, system. Exactly. You know? I agree. I he agree. Has, he has 33. Yeah. Flacco would be a good backup, but he doesn't want to play to be a backup. No. He doesn't. Like, he'd be good for the Bills. Teach Josh Allen a little bit. I would, I would they're that. not going to bench Allen at this point. I no, I mean like to be a backup. Like he'd be a good, but he doesn't want to be. He's a not. He's not going to go. He's not going to go anywhere to be the backup. I mean, my thing is, does starter. is that what Jacksonville wants either? I don't think so. Or do they want to get a young gun? Is there really a I team that's just looking for someone to hold the tape, hold the team together until a draft comes up a year? How about the Redskins? If Alex Smith doesn't come back. I can see him being a placeholder for a year. But see, the thing is, yeah, there's. I mean, with the Redskins, he could be a good bridge. I mean, there's really no foreseeable future. That's true. Of quarterbacks on that team. Quarterback draft. Everybody isn't looking. Yeah, granted, the draft this year for quarterbacks is not. Oh no. Mm-mm. No, not even a little. Yeah, I mean, everybody on the Redskins roster, quarterback wise, is pretty seasoned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have Sanchez, McCoy, but Alex Smith. The one you know, probably the most successful out of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a ring. Yeah, so I, I think it's not really what who's a quarterback needy team. I think it's either somebody with a young guy that they don't exactly trust, trust yet, yet or a team that needs a bridge. So it could be a team that picks a quarterback early this mm-hmm. draft but doesn't believe he's quite there yet. Yeah. And so they get Flacco and as a vet to hold the team together until they – Probably halfway through the season, which is what we're seeing a lot lately. Like, this is going to be a Josh McCown with the Jets situation. Exactly. Like Who, just getting, just bridging them to getting. The only to difference Darnold, is right? McCown is very willing to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. We don't how know if Joe the, Flacco is going to take who, that role. Who's this up. team? Who's this team though? Here's how about the, the Buccaneers? Do they still try James Winston? <laughs> I, think I, was, I think they're done with Winston. He's we'll been see, playing well. Well, though. see, my thing is what they did by going back. To Ryan Fitzpatrick is they immediately show that this isn't the guy. Yeah, yeah. Because Fair. the second that Ryan Fitzpatrick started struggling, they throw Jameis Winston in. I'm exactly. fine with that. But when you go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick, that shows exactly. that you don't trust this guy. You don't trust that you spent that high draft pick on. Yeah. And I mean, he's got off-field issues. Yes. Yeah. He's got on-field issues thrown yeah. into the other team. And Flacker doesn't have the issue, the off-field issues like Winston. Or- no. I think, yeah, that'd be another and good place. And he would have, I mean, some decent targets. I'm not saying the Buccaneers would be, like, a great team, but... Right. What about... Maybe better Flacco. Let's stick with the 2015 draft. What about the Titans? You know, like, because, like, we're talking about Winston. Is Mar- Mariota the guy, or is Flacco the guy there? I don't think Mariota's a guy that you give up on like And that. they have a new coach, so they're... He's... I think... This is his first year with Mariota. You give him one more... One to two more years to see how Mariota does. And Vrabel's really turned around the Titans. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's I mean, been a surprising year for them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> and a lot of, <laughs> like a lot of their weapons, you would kind of, you'll, you'll read their names and be like, who? Exactly. And, they but have, they're winning games with them. They so, have no I mean, wide you know, receivers. Well, I mean, they spent, what, their first three draft picks last last year on wide receivers. Yeah. They knew they had a problem and they, they had to get Mariota sure. weapons. So. Could he go to the Bears? No. I mean, no. no. I think Trubisky's the guy there. Do you think Trubisky's the guy? How yeah. About, how about the Bengals? Maybe. Ooh. He's better than Andy Dalton. He's not better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's had better that be weapons. A, that could be a topic next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a topic next week. I think Andy Dalton's still their guy. 
Andy Dalton. Mm, I, I don't know. I think no? it's time I think to move they need pass. to rebuild. Get rid of Marvin Lewis. Here's the thing. This is my thing with the Bengals. How often can you continue to put the same product out and expect a different result? Exactly. That's true. I mean, it's. I mean, they don't make splashes in free agency. They don't draft well. It's like how they. they, Obviously, I'm sorry. You know, Blaine. They don't coach well. It's how can you how can you expect to put the same product out there and expect a different result? It doesn't make sense to me. I've said this for years about the Bengals. It doesn't make sense to me. It's the exact same team every year. They need to figure out their defense. Their defense is terrible. You see why fans want to move on? I mean, I'm not the only Bengals fan who wants to jump ship because yeah. it's it's a, it's a thing of them putting out the same product, not caring. Like, I mean, this is uh, I don't think we need to get into this now, but like, it's 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 annoying. Yeah, I'm with you, Blaine. I I hated that I dogged on you in the beginning of this because uh, if the Giants would have kept rolling with Ben McAdoo, I definitely would have jumped ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about that because we jump ship from our coaches every other day. That's true. All right. So I think that's uh, that's where we're going to wrap it up for today on the first episode of the Sort of Stupid Sports podcast. Round of applause. Good job. Let's get through one. number one. Got through one. Woo. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Clap high all fives, around. High fives yeah. all around. Yeah. So, uh, uh, for those listening, we just clapped and high fived around the table. You can probably hear. You we self high fived. Yeah, we self high fived, yeah. and then and we high fived. We high fived. Yeah. 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 So, so what we do here? We yeah. will uh, see you guys next week. Yep. We're gonna try to keep this a weekly thing. Um, Hope you enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, throughout the through, throughout the time that you listen to us, you'll hear us talk about other sports, not just the NFL, but the best sport in basketball. <laughs> the NFL is the most prevalent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the most right important. Yeah. Right now. NFL is the best sport. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, so uh, college. We're gonna <laughs> sign off real quick. Thank you for listening. I'm Matthew. I am Noah. I am Blaine. I'm Troy. I am Darren. And we are the sort of stupid sports podcasters. Woo! I don't know. Whoa. So we'll see you guys later. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, the Los Angeles Rams have signed running back C.J. Anderson. <laughs> Yo, you thought we were done. We all thought we were done. Guys, Anderson said we weren't done yet. So, I'm going to lose our championship. What are you playing? David. Uh, yeah, David, who like apparently got hot in the last minute. He, so, like, game. here's the thing with this. They're signing him uh, just for the rest of the season as, like, their backup. I said, my question is, is that it, though? What do you mean? Uh, do you think he's cut at the end of the season? I think they'll keep him. I'm telling you right now, CJ Anderson will help a lot in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably yeah. keep him through the playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt but, it. But I mean, he won't get always oh, just when he's Maybe he'll stay there a year. Yeah. Another yeah. year. Nah, I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, trust me, you can do a lot worse in your backup department than CJ. I agree. I mean, as we all know, Todd Gurley got a little banged up last game, which is not good for me as he is my running back and my fantasy team. I don't want to talk about fantasy right now. Yeah, I no, literally had no three of the worst fantasy. players this last week. This is the first time I've ever In played fantasy. Aaron Jones, Eric I Ebron, Tyreek freaking Hill. Anyway. I don't, I don't want to talk about fantasy right now. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, yeah, we just we just had to bring you that breaking news that we uh, we think that C.J. Anderson could help them out a little bit. Yep. But they so. still won't get the first seed, in my opinion. But they'll probably get the bye. Do you think he's... he's, uh, he's Who's their current running back? Marlon Brown or something. So he's obviously Some an upgrade. Dude is like, upgrade. Yeah. So. But, I yeah, mean, if, it, if anything, he brings want, an experience mind. And you don't want Jared Goff throw 50 times. Like, when you get into this I mean, section towards the playoffs. with Todd Gurley, though, because he briefly exited, but he came back into the game with that knee injury. So it's not like, you know, 
It's, it's that's two times in a row that Jared Goff has thrown forty plus passes in a and game. Or they lost. Right? And they've lost well, both of them. Like I said earlier, like one thing I can't stress enough, like when it comes around playoff time, experience is so oh, yeah. so oh, important. Yeah. So I mean a guy right. like CJ Anderson who has a ring, I mean, you know, he's gonna be able to help, you know, Malcolm Brown or whatever these <laughs> <laughs> young guys are, you know. The ring that nobody knows. Yeah. Man. All right. That's it for real this time. See Have you guys. A good one. Later. Peace.